0: of glory, billowing through every soul that tunes in right now, clouds full of the reign of Christ, bringing precision, accuracy, refinement, and perfection into every thought and intention of every heart that our clouds of angel armies roll through and roll out, shifting, sorting, sifting the nations in the divine order by the clouds of angel power from the throne of God in the Lamb. Fresh cloud of heaven in your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and all your touch gates. Clouds of glory through all physical senses. I will pour out my clouds of glory upon all the natural senses through all flesh. agree with the cloud of God's throne, and let each and every one of your souls that tunes in magnify the Father's glory. What makes us citizens of the kingdom of heaven is only one thing. Loyalty to the Father's Throne. That's it. No other thing makes you saved or a citizen of heaven except loyalty to God the Father's Throne. So we just ask for forgiveness in areas of our hearts and minds, thoughts and intentions of our hearts and our spirits that haven't served the Father and been loyal to the Father, our tongues that haven't served the Father and been loyal to the Father. Thank you for washing us in the blood of the Lamb. Fill our mouths and hearts and bowels with the fresh blood of the Lamb. Amen. And we swear loyalty to the Father's throne. To be the sons and daughters of God and not the sons and daughters of anyone else. Perfected loyalty, perfected faithfulness to God the Father of us all. Amen. meeting over to you completely. Only you can do ministry. We can't. Only you can do anything. Only you can illuminate hearts. Only you can renew minds. Only you can raise the dead. It's your power. It's your glory. Have your way in this broadcast, in this meeting, in this place with all these people in Jesus'
1: name.
0: Let your love go, every come in like before, a flood. Right, I hear the Spirit go, say so distinctly, I just want to love on my all, people today. A fresh love glory the brightness of his love, the liquid love of the river of life. Splash upon your faces, wash every cell of your body, heal all your feelings, renew all your minds, and glorify you by the love of God. Will you dwell with me in the Garden of Eden under my waterfall of love? Will you let all my waves wash through you continuously? I see the hand of the Father grabbing you, sons and daughters, and lifting you up into the Garden of Eden to be washed in the waterfalls. The place where you're fully convinced of how much He loves you. And you begin to recognize that love in His true lovers. taking you into a deeper love. One that you've never known before. healing of humanity, is the love of the Father, flowing like a river from our hearts through the nation's minds. Let the river of God's love outflow from our hearts through everyone's minds. It was the smooth stone from the river that King David filled his slingshot with that took out the carnal mind of Goliath. The smooth stone sunk right into his forehead, Scripture says. It represents the smooth stone of the river, the mind of Christ, that destroys the carnal mind of the devil, Goliath, a demon. Thank you, Father, for slaughtering all demonic thinking in every forehead with the five smooth stones of David's pouch. We release those five smooth stones, like the five fingers. Amen. To guard, to govern, to guide. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Whoa. <clears throat> like the 5g network of your hands teacher pastor evangelist prophet and apostle five smooth stones from the river of life into the nation's foreheads to slay the satanic brain and that's the end of the matter To guard, guide, and govern. River of life government. Government of the smooth stones. What's a smooth stone? A renewed mind. Government of the mind of Christ. think they just sink into Goliath's forehead. Oh my God, they're sinking into your forehead right now. That's the healing of the nations. What's the transfiguration of the natural realm? Romans 12.2. The renewing of the brain. The washing of all brains with the river of life. The smooth stones of the river. A smooth stone is a mind and a brain under living water. With the rushing of the mighty rushing waters from the throne of God and the Lamb of Revelation 22-1. Passing through your mind, magnifying the river of glory constantly. And your mind becomes a smooth white stone with a new name on it. The name of Jesus Christ shall be written on their foreheads. A rock out of water is a stone that the builders have built with. A rock underwater is a stone that the builders rejected. The five sleuth stones are inside and under the chief cornerstone. All minds that obey Jesus Christ. God rises in your heart. That's your release of living water. That's your ability to change minds. Out of your heart flows rivers, John 7.38. You want to make smooth stones, which is called saints, believers, real Christians? You have to release rivers the brain is a jagged rock oh my gosh it's a brain that's used in the pyramids instead of a brain that's used in the temple of Jerusalem Egypt versus Zion where is your brain let the angels bring you to the river let the river come upon your brain that God may build with your brain that you may be a stone in the temple and in the city of God. In the days of Noah, every pyramid on the planet was drowned. These are the days of Noah, meaning anyone who's used their brain to build like the Canaanites will completely be flooded underwater. But the living stones of the city and temple of God the Father will rise above the waters and these waters will promote them but demote others. How you use your brain determines what building you are a part of forever. The building of the fallen angels? The building of religion and rebellion? Or the building of Mount Zion and the building of the third temple made of living stones? Rocks that have water coming out of them that men and women can drink the living water from the rock and the rock is Christ. Does the mind belong to the master carpenter? Yes, it does. Remember the wood inlaid the temple, cedar boards. This is the wood that does not decay, the building of the tree of life in you. surrendered your flesh to God's building are you still using it for selfish gain Egypt is the place where your flesh builds for the self nature which is the kingdom of hell serving millions of demons working in Egypt which is that slavery pyramid on your one dollar bill hardly any have broken out of it yet. Those who come into Zion serve a completely different world. Not of this world. The heavenly dimension. Serving God in spirit, in water, and in the blood of the Lamb. And that world will come upon this world and all building will be tested in fire. What have you built with? If you have built with silver, gold, and gemstones, you receive one city, three cities, five cities, Luke says. If you have built with wood, hay, and stubble, even what you have will be taken from you, Scripture declares. Let us learn how to become master builders like the master carpenter Jesus Christ, to never labor in vain. If you can receive the testing of fire of your works, your belief systems, everything in your brains, your hearts, your bowels, your organs, your bones, If you can receive the testing of fire now, then you'll have a sure foundation to build in the future. Those that reject the fire now and the testing of their building now will lose everything in the days ahead. Everything. It is written. Many so-called Christians are having demons literally come right through them voicing their protests at God's fire, at God's testing. Even today, several people just manifesting demons and the demons are so ingrained into their personality, I know the person doesn't realize that they're voicing the protest against God the Father. They're voicing evil spirits. And so we need to release a greater glory so that the protests and the disagreement of the demons inside so many Christians are forgiven them by the glory and the power of God the Father under the mercy seat where the river flows to wash away every objection that Christians have against God the Father's power and glory through the manifesting sons of God. Christians are so full of arguments against the Father, it's absolute insanity. There are so few Christians in agreement with the Father. So, you can't do anything with those people. They literally fight God the Father night and day with false Christianity, practicing religion. They'll pray in tongues, they'll do Christian activity, it'll look really nice, but their hearts are far from me, scripture says. They do all the activity the prophets talk about, except actually yielding their spirit to my spirit to become my true sons and daughters. These are a people that constantly oppose God the Father. God is going to do a completely new thing outside of all Christianity as you know it. And you'll have a people that will love and honor the Father's glory instead of continually disrespecting. Thank you, Father, for setting apart for yourself several thousand on planet Earth who fully honor everything you desire to do outside of organized religion, outside of church systems, outside of man's brain, in the true mind of Christ. And so, Father, we give you full permission to do anything you desire through our souls. We're here to fulfill your dreams and not our own. If you're here to fulfill your own dreams, you're still servants of the devil. If you're here to fulfill the Father's dreams, you're the servants of Christ. And there's nothing in between. we need is the judgment of fire. Because how can a dead man protest? You don't need help. You need burning. You need judgment. And until you embrace it, you'll be squirming, trying to fix yourself, and letting God the Father, a different person, possess you and live his life through you. One is witchcraft and rebellion, and the other is called righteousness. The practicing of the Spirit of God through your body yielded to Jesus Christ. Do not practice false Christianity. you want to be amongst those who carry the throne of the father whose eyes are the father's eyes whose hearts are the father's heart I mean is there any other reason for existence only if you're deceived and fallen check your life to see how much idolatry And then give it to the Father and you'll be free. Did you know all idolatry is rooted,
1: according to Genesis 2, in
0: the knowledge
1: of self. You
0: understand that's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is? It's the magnification of self. These people... Talk about themselves, have a Christianity that's for themselves, all of its satanic fallen angel activity. The demons love false Christianity, it's deceived most of the world. Horror Babylon Christianity everywhere. Sorcery. Practicing a lie. Has less than zero to do with Jesus and his apostles or heaven and the angels. It's all witchcraft. That's the main thing you get in every church in the world right now. Babylonian Christianity. Hora Babylon Christianity. And they get angry when you tell you the truth because they'll be lovers of self and not lovers of God, Book of Jude. What's the great apostasy of the end times? The Book of Jude tells you their Christianity will be about self instead of the Father. And they'll literally hate and despise the real Christians who serve the Father and practice real Christianity. The demons have laid out tables for you to have an amazing life in false Christianity. 99% of Christians go that path. The 1% of you that don't formed Joel's army that turned the world upside down. But you're persecuted, misunderstood, neglected, hated, and despised every step of the way. A sharp, two-edged sword, sharper than any other sword, Hebrews 4.12. The sharpness of your words, the sharpness of your sword, is the measure of the severity or the holiness of the Father that currently possesses your soul. The Father is so holy, set apart from witchcraft and fallen angels, so when you get into the Father, you share his hatred for demonic activity. So when you start preaching the hatred against demons that lead the whole world astray, people react to you negatively because they're ensnared in witchcraft spells, which are word curses from demons to practice activity on the earth that's not divine, but human. Do you know there's nothing human about real Christianity or the gospel? It's zero percent human. Zero. What percentage of your belief systems are human? You need to go from zero. You need to go from a hundred human to zero human by the constant yielding of your human nature to the Holy Ghost. Until this thing is all about the spirit of the Father, the spirit of adoption. 100% spirit of God, God's feelings, God's ways, God's words, God's hopes and dreams and plans, and zero human, which means zero fallen, and zero human means zero fallen angel. Until you've overcome all demonic influence that tempts you to live a human life in the false blessings of Satan in the world. is a river so if you actually forgive you wash it's called the washing of the water of the word. you're only forgiven as you're washed Revelation 22 is called crystal clear and sparkling what does it look like to be forgiven or to forgive others it means to wash them if they refuse to be washed there's zero forgiveness forgiveness is the glory of God removing darkness, shadows and shifting from a soul. You can speak repentance and speak forgiveness a hundred million years you get zero of it until the substance of the glory river begins to wash. And where it's washed, it's clear and where it's clear, it's sparkling. If it's not clear and sparkling, there's zero forgiveness in that part of your soul. If it's still shifting, if it's still sand, if it's still confused, <laughs> if it's still unsure because he's a sure foundation, if it's still not persuaded because he has perfected faith, it's darkness and sin, it has to be washed. Salvation's coming to the river, washing the soul continuously until the whole soul is clear and sparkling without guile. Everyone forgiven is so completely obvious because they're crystal clear and
1: sparkling.
0: And when you're clear then you're a mirror reflection of the Invisible God, meaning you'll be shining the joy of the Lord
1: constantly.
0: Don't even think for a second there's forgiveness without joy. Because the substances of the river are flowing out of you because you've been washed. What is the sparkling of the crystal clarity? It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit on your tree. It's the sparkling around your soul because your heart is forgiven, washed, sanctified, purified from all pride, which is the fallen angels. What is the resurrection? From earthly pride into heavenly humility. Darkness to light in all your brain. called a hard word? The disciples said, Lord, this is a hard word. Who can obey it? Yeah, it's called every word of the gospel. Why? Because only Jesus can hear it, and only Jesus can obey it. No other person can. That's called the new covenant. So that he increases to hear and obey his father. And everything that's not him in your soul is just Satan anyway. Deception is thinking that there's a part of you that obeys God. There's a part of you that's good in obedience. That's the fallen angel still in your soul. See, it's all about grace. The champion of grace arising in you and lifting you above the realm of pride, which is the realm of the dead. Paul said that he was the worst Pharisee. Then he said he was the least of the apostles. And then he said he was the worst sinner. Paul grew in grace. It's like 30-year gap in his early epistles and his later epistles. He grew in grace. Just like he obeyed his own epistles where he said three times, grow in grace. Paul grew in grace. He recognized progressively there was no good part in his soul except Jesus growing up within him. To recognize the shell that he was without divine possession. That's called maturity. Immaturity is thinking there's something good still about you or that you can do something good. That's what babyhood or infancy in Christ is. Maturity is recognizing your total depravity and nothingness apart from divine possession. Someone might become a mature Christian today. (laughs) Embrace your nothingness. Embrace his everythingness. You know, in that place, you can't be offended. Because you are nothing. And if the Father's light doesn't like what you say, thunder and lightning. Armor of God. Armory of God. I think we've had enough defense. Now it's time for the offense of the light of god shining forth from our souls upon everyone humility is judgment on pride can your cup overflow with the light of the father's humility upon the darkness of the fallen angels pride that's the only reason why mature christians are persecuted because they confront the wickedness that's still inside immature Christian souls. Because you know you're nothing For others who think there's something in the flesh The gospel Is total depression It's total sorrow I mean Judas wept you understand that? The self-righteous and prideful Get depressed And sorrowful At the reality of their nothingness because their entire belief system is a lie that there's something in the flesh, that they're a Christian in themselves apart from Jesus when they're the actual disciples of the fallen angels. How do you know someone's a disciple of the angel of the Lord, and not Lucifer? One knows their nothingness in his absoluteness. The other embraces their somethingness. See, the Christianity that's about you, or the Christianity that's about Him. That's heaven and hell. Most Christians haven't crossed over yet. So they get frustrated because they're not good enough and they don't do enough. That's not Christianity. That's paganism. Paganism will frustrate you. Witchcraft activity like that, sorcery activity like that, will make you feel bad. It'll make you feel condemned, like you're not good enough, because you're not, but you're still trying to be. That's paganism. That's a different religion that has nothing to do with the New Testament or Jesus Christ. That's actually the occult that's going off of your blood sacrifice instead of his blood sacrifice. It's a completely different religion. A real Christian lives off of Christ's blood sacrifice. He was crucified once and for all. And there's no requirement from your blood, only his blood constantly, so that he becomes everything. And you just become the passive, dependent recipient of his grace. Making you the happiest, most blessed people on the planet. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Somebody's about to be a real Christian today. See, when all the pressure's on him and zero on you, your joy is like rivers bursting the banks. Because the pressure to perform has been lifted. The veil of religion is torn and removed. Who put that back upon you? The fallen angels did. But it's a non-existent thing. That's the only way the kingdom of hell still has involvement in the nations after they were defeated at the cross, is if you get bewitched. This right now is the total destruction of all external bewitchment. problem is most people like the witchmen because they love religion. Too bad. Not gonna be tolerated on our watch. Don't come around here practicing occult paganism and call yourself a Christian. You're gonna get washed. I am threatening, threatening you with the shower of the reign of Christ. Like Lazarus, he's four days dead, and he's stinketh. So we've come to give the world a bath of launderer's soap. I hate bad smells. I have hated them with perfect hatred. You know, Jesus did too. That's why it was a real temptation when they told him Lazarus was stinking. He's like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't know, man. (laughs) might not be worth it. (laughs) Gonna have to wear one of those COVID-19 masks with some frankincense and myrrh drops on the inside. Come forth, I got a barbecue to go to. <laughs> Safe distance apart from the stinky tomb. Through his face so he could speak the word far away. face mask of Jesus with the wise men's frankincense and myrrh and gold dust in there oh yeah and that'll protect you from all sickness and disease the only thing airborne after that is the glory of God Let me just release the three wise men into your nostrils. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold of his glory. Magicians Magi I like magicians because it destroys the religious spirit Gold Magicians Frankincense and Myrrh Magicians Why were the kings called Magi Magicians because they learned through their wisdom dominion of the natural realm. Not the spirit realm, the natural realm. See, the kingship part of the Magi, so they had all this gold that scholars say they gave $55 million to Jesus. Kings, giving kingly gifts to Jesus Christ. Scholars say that the amount of gold of the caravans of of the dromedaries and the camels coming from the east was $55 million in goods. Let that just sink in. How do believers have so many tens of millions to give Jesus and are not struggling with a $10 offering? It's important now because a lot of you haven't grown in this. Wisdom and magic. Magic. The magi had that kind of power and wealth. Otherwise, you're not a king. Because a king has to do with the natural dimension. The priests, now you're a priest, so you can be priests. priest. But most priests are poor, which means they don't have any magic, they don't have any power in the natural realm. So you're not kings yet, you're just priests. So you grow in the priesthood, and you transfer the priesthood wisdom into the natural Magic. Because magic is the natural dimension. Matri- magic is the stars of Daniel twelve 3. They'll shine like the stars. They've come out of the morning star and conquered the sun star. Both. If you just have morning star without the stars of the heavens of the natural realm, you have zero natural inheritance and you'll still be poor and struggling, complaining, whining, murmuring, and jealous of others who are going into magic, or magi, which is your kingship nature. Big transition. Interesting that the kings are all called magicians. Was Solomon a magician? Solomon was the greatest magician of the entire Bible. That's why silver had no value in his day. I'm not talking about the magic of Babylon. I'm talking about Daniel, master of magicians in Babylon, as it's written in Daniel. I'm talking about the mastery of magic. Moses practiced magic. Whoa, he did. Trained in all Pharaoh's house, he knew magic better than the magicians, which was dominion over the natural realm, the parting of the Red Sea, the Nile River turning blood red, frogs, locusts, even the killing of the firstborn, and it brought all the gold into Israel because his magical staff was more powerful than the seven staffs of the magicians of Egypt. There's divine magic which is righteousness taking dominion over the natural realm. If you don't step into it, you'll be poor all your life. You'll remain priest meaning you'll be saved but you'll have no fun in the natural realm. The natural realm is governed by magic. Priests And kings, and it's the truth in it. What is that written? Well, if you study the book of Revelation, the bride's wearing stars. Christ has stars in his hand. That's magic. There's seven stars in his right hand, twelve stars on her head. Not talking about the glory stars. It's talking about the natural stars. Astrology? Way farther gone than astrology. This makes astrology look like child's play. I'm talking about dominion over creation. That the sun bows to Joseph. It says the sun and the moon and the stars bowed to Joseph. Representing his mom and his dad and his 11 brothers the power of the government of the celestial bodies of the celestial realm, in the natural. It's all magic. It's natural magic and glory magic of God's original design. And it's an important aspect of Christianity that's been neglected because the religious demons running churches. And that's why you have poverty spirits in every church that forbid this teaching and condemn everyone that has any success in the natural, any excellence in the natural, because they only go into the priesthood because that's the way the fallen angels still control the natural realm. So just take an impartation of the magic of moses the magic of joseph they're here in the cloud of witnesses and the magic of jesus christ and the magi from the east the first ones to acknowledge the divinity of a human being do you understand that how significant before that god was just invisible in the heavens the magi were the first ones to embrace the divinity of a human being. This is God. This is fully God, this little baby. That takes great wisdom, you need that. Because fully God and fully man is called the normal Christian walk. You are fully God and you are fully man, you are fully God and you are fully woman. Temples of the Holy Spirit. watch, you test the true divine magic upon the religious Pharisees and hypocrites and teachers of the law and they will weep and gnash your teeth at you they will condemn you and me because you're going after your natural inheritance and if you don't Satan will have it and you won't magic is not optional you must take dominion of the stars and the sun and the moon, just like Joseph, or you'll have no Joseph inheritance. What was Joseph's inheritance? The whole planet. In Acts it says he had extraordinary favor. Why don't you have any favor? Because you don't have any magic. Still tolerating religious spirits and forms of false Christianity. And it's disgusting. It has nothing to do with God the Father. It's total hypocrisy. Keeps Christians so weak, so foolish. There's an inheritance in the stars. And there's inheritance in the sands to the sons and daughters of Abraham, which represents faith. Put on your celestial garments. Wear the heavens as your clothing. God has given you the seven stars, which is all the heavens. He's given you the sun and the moon. Stand on the moon, clothed in the sun, Revelation 12.1, for the Bride of Christ, which is total dictatorship. I'm talking about absolute monarchy of all the heavens over the earth. And if you don't have them, Satan will, and you'll suffer on earth because you reject your celestial, magical inheritance. It's perfect magic. I had no idea I was going to talk about this stuff tonight. Just show up empty-headed and let the Father speak. Whatever he wants to say every day at Joel's bar for 15 years. He's wanting you to mature you. A lot of you haven't taken this step. Barely have any buying power. Barely have any money. It's not okay. No condemnation for it, but it's time To practice magic it's time to become magicians like the three magi it's time to come into a place of rulership in the natural realm by the ability of the stars and the Sun and the moon so you don't have warlocks ruling over you you become the children of the stars (laughs) the masters of the universe if you don't you're going to have so many natural problems. Listen. Flesh and blood. All of it is made up of starlight and stardust. Until you take the stars, you'll have natural problems. Listen. A person clothed in the heavens doesn't have problems anymore. Only solutions. And they're activated by faith. Because first, we do have the priesthood which is the perfecting of our spiritual faith, the Shekinah glory, to go into the Kavad glory, the natural glory, the kingly glory, which is magic. So they don't have the true priesthood. That's why Christians look at those people in the world, like Bill Gates, like the Rockefeller family, like so many very rich and powerful families, and they only have the natural Magic. But they don't have the spiritual righteousness, so they are wicked. So don't throw out the the baby with the bathwater. You know, the Canaanites gave up all their property, all their possessions, all their wealth, all their gold, all their vineyards. They didn't go around burning the vineyards, they went around drinking the vineyards. They didn't go around burning the houses, they went and possessed the mansions and the houses and lived like kings. Meaning, that whole natural realm is yours, but the spirit they operated in was Satan, and the spirit we operate in is Jesus Christ. Meaning, you're about to inherit all the magic of Satan, because your spirit's Jesus, their spirit's Satan. But the natural realm, the realm of magic, the realm of all the starlight and the stardust, the magical realm. It's your inheritance. It's true. It's neutral. It's elemental spiritual forces. Elements. They'll melt with fire, it means they'll be inherited by his burning ones. He makes his ministers flames of fire. Melting a fire is not the removing of it, it's the possessing of it. Moses didn't burn away the wealth of Egypt, he burned away their seed line, killing the firstborn and inherited all the wealth of Egypt. Scripture says they came out with all the money of Egypt because he burned away the firstborn, the seed line of Egypt. So fire is the spiritual priesthood and the magic or the gold and the houses and the cars of the natural realm, your jets, all the buildings in your city, all the the earth which God created for your enjoyment must be possessed by the spirit of your fire. We've been way off in understanding our inheritance. We grow spiritually to possess naturally. And the possession of the natural Is your measure of magic, or magi, of how much kingly power and kingly government you're actually walking in. And right now amongst the saints, it's very, very little, tiny. But we have huge spiritual power. We've been fully built up in the priesthood. Now we're entering the time of the kingship of the natural. Possessing the promises by our priesthood of fire. And the armies of angels of the clouds of glory are here to help us transition, because just like Israel coming out of Egypt, they're full of slavery mentality. You are all full of slavery mentality that has to be burned off to come into kingship mentality. It's a completely different mindset represented by five smooth stones in the anointed king's pouch. Kingship of the natural realm. Slaying the lies in Goliath's forehead. And taking the land. Why was David famous? He took his spiritual anointing manifested in the natural realm and took natural dominion. Spiritual and natural both. Amen. That's actual priesthood and kingship. Priest, kings, the Melchizedek order, the new covenant. You have to have both to be in the new covenant. Start in your spirit are in your priesthood. Your royal priesthood. Learn to minister to God the Father and He will grow you in wisdom like the Magi. Don't get into idolatry. Don't get into the external first. But there are many that have got into the internal so much now amongst our company that you need to also transition into the kingship in the natural. Because your heart will still be sick if you don't have the natural kingship realm added under your priesthood spiritual realm. It's an awful feeling to be denied your natural inheritance when your spiritual inheritance is complete. (laughs) Fallen angels sitting there, spiritually mature, but then denying the natural inheritance. It contradicts the scriptures. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and righteousness, which is priesthood, and all things, which is kingship, will be added unto you. And please don't get offended. Get convicted. Humility receives conviction. Pride receives offense. Respond to the truth in humility, and you'll grow. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, Father, for your word. We honor your word. We agree with your word. Then we will become magi. We will become kings. We will so grow in the priesthood and wisdom that we will someday be able to lay a $55 million offering like the kings of the East at the feet of Jesus. And it'll be an honor to do so because we are truly a kingdom of kings, of the king of kings. And it's not just allegorical, it's not just symbolic. That we are a literal kingdom greater than the Windsor family of Buckingham Palace. And it will show financially not just by spiritual belief systems, but by physical buying power and governmental power over flesh and blood in the days ahead as our wisdom conquers the natural realm. In Jesus' name, let this wisdom bless your spirit and let it bear forth the fruit of 30, 60, and 100 fold according to the sacrifice of your brain to the truth of the word of God. Amen, we love you guys. If this ministry is a blessing to you, bring in your financial offerings at redletterman.com for the works of the Priesthood of Melchizedek. We got 14 people on staff in Kenya paying for all our staff in Nairobi every week. We got 10 people on staff in Minneapolis paying all their staff every week. Support the leadership of the army of God with your tithes and your offerings and your generous contributions. Let this leadership grow and participate with the advancement of the kingdom in a major way. You're not giving your tithes and your offerings to man, but to God. And scripture says, test me in this and see that I will not pour out a blessing so much you can't contain it. Let him convict you in finances, convict you in idolatry, Prosper you, increase you Lead you and guide you in the marketplace Eleven out of twelve Christians Are called to be businessmen in the marketplace May you prosper and not Neglect the excellence Of your marketplace That you can bring awesome offerings Into the temple of the Lord For the works Of the priests of the Most High God Amen Bless you guys, we'll see you tomorrow